0: So if you didn't get a gold nugget, you're still more valuable than a gold nugget. Amen. Uh, I wanted to. T- I did that this morning to try to represent gifts. How many of you like gifts? How how do we get gifts? Where do we get gifts? Give me some ideas and where you where you end up. What do you do that you get a gift? Anybody? Valentine's Anniversary. Oh, Valentine's Day. What else? Birthday. birthday. Anniversary. Birthday. What else? We get a gift. Christmas. Christmas. What else? For no reason at all, I like that, Karen. That is, for no reason at all, we get a gift. How about if you ever accomplished something and then you got a gift? I remember years ago <laughs> when I was in school, I would, I would, I would put a, a bag of M&Ms and I would line M&Ms across the top of my page. And when I did some math problems, I'd eat an M&M. And I did another math problem, I'd eat another M&M. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like a little reward you know, so we, we talk about different gifts, and, and how many of you spend a lot of money to give a gift? <laughs> yeah, we can spend some money to, give, to get a gift, don't we? We, we, we kind of give of our time, our talents, and our substance, and it's like, hey, we want to get a gift. So how many of you realize that there are gifts from the Lord? There are gifts from the Lord. There they are gifts. There are special gifts that God wants to give each and every one of us that come from Him. So I want to I go ahead and just take a look at some scriptures this morning. But I want you to know that righteousness is a gift. So there are gifts from the Lord. Kev, you want to go ahead and pull up the PowerPoint this morning? There are gifts from the Lord. Say gifts from the Lord. I mean, we've received some little nugget gifts, and and there are times if you have an anniversary or something going on in your life, you'll receive a gift. There'll be those things there. But I want to look at some scripture today because I want to talk a little bit about some gifts. So, that being said, <laughs> turn with me to First Corinthians chapter twelve. Say First Corinthians chapter twelve. I want you to look on the on the on the Bible if you got it. Go ahead, and if you've got some electronic devices, if you've got an iPad or I. I, I kindle or whatever those things are if you've got a phone go ahead and get it out bibles we're going to we're we're giving you freedom to go ahead and get on your phone and look at a bible get a bible online we're going to we're going to start with first corinthians chapter 12 but first of all can we give the lord a mighty shout of praise can we just thank the lord we just thank you father so very much for what you're doing in this in this message today, so there are some things that are going to come out that you're going to see that just the Holy Spirit has orchestrated some things and just kind of put some things together. But I want to talk a little bit about using spiritual gifts. Verse 12, chapter twelve, verse one. Everybody there, say I'm there. If you need to look on with somebody else, look on. Um, I'm just going to read through verse eleven, and then we're going to just kind of park at a few places and just. Give you a little bit of. I, I want you to, if you got something to write with, write something down today because I think you're going to be able to receive something this morning. Uh, verse one says, "Now concerning spiritual gifts." Oh, there's that word gifts. Spiritual gifts. How many of you know there? You can receive a natural gift like we were talking about from a birthday. You can receive a natural gift from you know anniversary or Valentine's Day, guys. Valentine's Day. <laughs> It's February 14th. We usually are at, at a conference in, in Oklahoma City, and it seems like every Valentine's Day we're down there, and, and we end up having to wait really long in lines to get in a restaurant. But guys, shh, ladies, turn your ears off. Ladies, do this. Okay, talk to the guys now. Okay, guys, it's February 14th. Please don't forget, it could be detrimental to your health. Why are the ladies smiling? You're not supposed. To, you're supposed to have your ears plugged. Okay. Um, he toward, he ta- he's talking about in Corinthians about spiritual gifts. Say spiritual gifts. So we have natural gifts. We have spiritual gifts. These are non carnal gifts. These are gifts that I would classify. If you look it up, would be supernatural. Oh, come on. Say that supernatural. Come on. Supernatural. Come on. One more time. Supernatural. So you can have some natural things. How many of you love natural gifts? Those, those gifts are cool. They're good. There's wonderful natural gifts. But how many of you realize that a supernatural gift would even be greater than a natural gift? Woo! A supernatural gift. See, it's kind of like if you do the natural, he'll do the super and it'll become supernatural. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're created to be Supernatural. You are created to be supernatural. I'm supposed to be a supernatural being. Yeah, that's, that's who you're created to be. So he's talking about in the church of Corinth, and they, they, this, this church was a wild, charismatic church. This church was going after it. And I mean, this church, there was a lot of things going on. The gifts were everywhere. There was just pandemonium in the place. They were just experiencing this new freedom with God. And he talks about using spiritual gifts. So I'm going to ask you to put your finger right there. Go with me to Romans Chapter one, verse eleven. Romans chapter one, verse eleven. Kevin's like, wait a minute, that's not on my PowerPoint. That's right. We're off. We're just, we're just going to Romans chapter one, verse eleven. Because in the church of Rome, uh, when Paul wrote this letter to the to the church at Rome, um, he was really. He was telling them about the grace of God, the grace that God's unmerited, undeserved favor, that he received this grace of God and, and, as, and his apostleship, and it was to bring about obedience of the faith to the Gentiles. So he was, he was saying, you know, the, the church of Rome, they were not Jews, they were Gentiles. And he was saying, you know, God's appointed me to preach this good news, to bring this grace of God to you who are not Jews, the Gentiles... And, and he goes on to see some different things. He said, all of you are beloved of God in Rome, and he calls the, uh, you're called the saints, grace to you and peace to you from God our Father. And in verse 11, he goes on and he says, I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual, say supernatural. Come on, everybody, supernatural. I want to impart some supernatural gift to you that you may be established. Now, if he's talking to new converts, those that have come to Christ that were not Jewish, they were in the Gentiles, and now they've come to the Lord, and he's saying, I want to come to you and I want to impart something to you. I want to give something to you. It's a supernatural gift. And as a supernatural gift, as I give this to you, he's basically saying that you're going to begin to be mature. You're going to be able to grow in the, in the things of God. Say supernatural. A gift of God. So if he's saying that you will be established, then is it possible that, we, that these gifts are good for us to establish some things in our lives? Does that make sense? He's got it up here, so that you may be established. He said, I want to impart some supernatural gift to you so that you may be established. Living Word Fellowship, Hebrews 4.12. We are the living word. We believe in the the entire Bible. We utilize all spiritual gifts. We don't believe that the spiritual gifts have gone away. We believe that they are still for you today to be established in your life so you can be established in the things of God. These are gifts that God gives, and we're just going to talk a little bit about because we believe in all those different gifts. We believe in everything that the Bible has for us, and as well as spiritual gifts, but the other gifts that are in the Word of God. Did you know that righteousness is a gift? Righteousness is a gift. And and that's a, how many of you know that's a supernatural gift? <laughs> that is a supernatural gift. I can't earn it. I don't deserve it. Come on. But it's what Jesus has done for me that it's a gift for me. We'll, we'll get there in a minute and I'll give you some scripture to help you out there with that. Okay, go back to 1 Corinthians 12. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, so he's obviously talked to the church in Rome about the gifts that he wanted to impart to them. He says, "Brother and I do not want you to be unaware. Or the King James Version says, ignorant. Ignorant is, is not stupid. Ignorant is not knowing. We're not knowing. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, not knowing. Okay? So... You know, sometimes we, we, we think that people are ignorant. It can literally mean just not knowing, just not knowing. It says, the verse 2, You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray by mute idols, however you were led. We know that before Christ, we were led astray, however we were led. Some might have been led this way, some might have been led by that. It could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be pornography, it could be food, it could be whatever it might be. There's things that led us astray. Got us off course with the Lord. Verse 3, therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And I don't want theologians do with this, but all I know is if you're able to say Jesus is Lord and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says you shall be saved. All right. In order to access these spiritual, supernatural gifts of God, you must be born again. Can I say that? In order to access the gift of righteousness, you must know Christ. You must be born again. So these things that we're talking about are for believers. Or and if you're a new believer, then guess what? These things are for you. Verse four. Now there are varieties of gifts. Say varieties of gifts. See, I'm glad that God's not like a cookie cutter God. Aren't you? I'm glad that everything just doesn't have to be all the same. If all y'all looked and acted and were like me, this world would be boring. It would be boring. It would be great for me. But how many of you know it would be boring? It would, it would, this, this world would be so much different than it is today. So we have a variety of different gifts. We have a variety of gifts. How many of you know that if every Valentine's Day all you got was the same thing? Father's Day. Every, every Father's Day you got a tie, and you got a tie, and you got the same tie. How many of you know that it would be after about three or four Father's Day, you'd be saying, look, kids, um." Do you think maybe you could go to a different store? Or just keep the tie? <laughs> because I have four more just like it. <laughs> it would, you, so there's a variety of gifts. Say variety. There's a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now, if you'll look at that, that Scripture in mind, the updated version has the Spirit, it's a capital S, meaning the same Holy Spirit. Verse 4, now the varieties of gifts, but the same f- Spirit. Verse 5, and there are variations of ministries. I looked at the life groups today and I saw the variation of ministries. Variation of different things that people wanted to be able to do to connect to one another, to help one another grow. There's different variations of ministries. So we have varieties of gifts. We have different varieties of ministries. But he says the same what? The same Lord. The same Lord. Verse 6. There are varieties of effects. In other words, working they work differently. Somebody can have a gift, a supernatural gift, and it may, be, it may be the same gift under the same heading, but it may operate differently. Somebody could have, let's say, a gift of music. I can sing and make a joyful noise unto the Lord, but I don't know how to play notes, and I don't know how to read music. Come on, somebody. But, you know, my noise is joyful to the Lord, and the Lord will like my joyful noise. But if somebody that plays a keyboard doesn't play a guitar, it doesn't mean that one's better than the other. In fact, they are the same giftings, but there's varieties of that gift. Do you got that point? Say, I got it. If you got it, say, I got it. So we've got it. We've got it. So there can be some different things. So I praise God for those that can play the drums and those that can play the guitar and those that can play the keyboard and those that can sing and those of us that just make a joyful noise. Do I have any other joyful noise in the house? (laughs) Amen. You know, uh, because you know what? I know that when I sing that the angels of the Lord filter my stuff. And it may end up on the Lord's ears and he was going, Oh, that's good. And the angels are going, yeah, yeah. We had to tweak that thing a little bit, didn't we, man? Or maybe God just hears it and goes, yeah, that's Eric. It's it's a joyful noise. It sounds good, and may not be in tune. And I sometimes don't tell Shelly this, but I sometimes, you know, sing out of tune just to make her appreciate me and the gifting that I, I'm able to operate in, right? Hey, baby. Because there's times where I'll start singing and she'll go like, honey. And I'm like, well, fine. My daddy loves me. (laughs) Verse 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So there's varieties of effects. It's the same God. He works in all and all things. And each one of us is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Why is the Spirit manifest and what's it for? What's it say? Everybody. For the God, it's good, it's good for everybody. Well, the Spirit of God will begin to manifest, even in a in a local corporate setting in which we are, the Spirit of God begin to move. Okay? So let's get into it. Verse eight. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one spirit. To another, the effecting of miracles or the working of miracles. By the same. And to another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing of spirits. And, other, and another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. And verse 11 says, But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills or individually as he determines Say, we're growing in the Spirit. We're growing in the Spirit. So he, he actually lists this right here. How many gifts are here? Does anybody know? Nine. Say, nine gifts. Okay, so if you want to make a note, make a note. There are nine gifts. Um, Kev, can you put up that next slide? I want, to, I want us to look at these real quick. Because there's, there's, there's actually nine gifts. There's three different gifts in three different categories. Okay? The first one is a revelatory gift. Say, revelatory. In other words, it reveals something. It reveals something. The revelatory gift itself, it reveals something. It's word of wisdom. It's word of knowledge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, how many of you felt pressure in your chest this morning when, when, when she came up? One, two, three, four. Do you know what that was? Five. Do you know what that was? When she came up and said... There's pressure in your chest that is operating in a spiritual gift of word of knowledge. The Lord might have just said, there's pain in a chest. And she came up. Uh, Michelle released the word that was operating in a spiritual gift. How many of you have, have got relief on that, on that pressure? Praise the Lord. One, two. You got some relief. Got, there's another one. You got relief. Let's praise the Lord for the relief of that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> So that's, that's the operating, that's the, revelatory, that's the revelatory gift that we're looking at. So the revelatory gift is word of knowledge, say word of knowledge. It can be word of wisdom, say word of wisdom. You know, when you look at it, somebody might be wise and give you a word of wisdom. How many of you know that, that, that we can be wise in our own eyes, but how many of you know the wisdom of God is what we really want to have? Okay, So it can be the, that those three are the revelatory, they say something, wisdom, knowledge, and the other thing is discerning of spirits. I'm not going to go into each one individually today, but maybe on Wednesday nights we'll start talking a little bit about them. The other one, there's three, is a power gifts. Say power gifts. Come on, I want to hear somebody say power gifts. <laughs> we got the power. There is power. There's manifestation of God's power. So those power gifts are, are, are literally something that they do something, right? They, they do something. There, there is action behind those gifts. There's action behind those gifts. That, those, those are faith. Say faith. And it can be miracles. About, we, re, we read where it says there's gifts of healing. There's gifts of faith. Another one by faith. Another one by healing. And another one, the working of miracles. I mean, you know, it's, there's the power of God that is released when you can begin to see a hand straightened out. Or leprosy, leave a body. Come on, somebody. Or somebody's leg that they couldn't walk before, all of a sudden, come in line with the things of God, and all of a sudden, there is power that takes place. So there's power gifts. They, what, what are the power gifts? They do something, all right? The, the other one is there's utterance gifts. In other words, there's, you speak forth, the utterance gifts. And this is where I want to kind of park today. The utterance gifts are literally prophecy Distingu- uh, distinguishing, no, various kinds of tongues and interpretation. Winona, come on up here just a moment. So we can release a, we can release a tongue. There's various types of tongues. There is there is praying in the Spirit that, that you, you do personally, you can do personally. I can release a tongue today, and Winona can actually give the interpretation. Now, this is kind of putting her on the spot, isn't it? But I know she's not on the spot because I know 13 years ago that she has this gift of interpretation, okay? So let's, let me just hear from the Lord. Well, I not know, let's see. Has he got it on? It's on? It's on? For I say to you, I am the God of love. I have been teaching you on love. I want you to walk in love. I want you to love others. I want you to know how much I love you. For this is my perfect will and my perfect place that I want you to be. For the greatest of all is love. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. So that can be, uh, to those of you that don't understand it, it can be freaky. Freaky. But when, she, when, when, when I began to pray in the Spirit, in tongues, then the Spirit of the living God gives interpretation, and I know she operates in that gift. Now, there were some of, some of you that probably got a very similar thing. If you will listen to the Lord, then all of a sudden you see that. So we did today, we actually did a tongue and a interpretation. How many of you were encouraged by that? Oh, come on, somebody. How many of you were strengthened by that? Maybe I need to rewind it and play it again because it will bring forth strength into your life. But I want to really talk to today about the gift of, of prophecy. There's different types of, of gifting that we've heard, we've seen. There is the interpretation and the tongues. I'm trying to get my other sheet that I had where I've got some prophetic words that I began to do some things. Have I got the ushers? Can you guys go ahead and pass out um, the prophetic word for 2012? I want us to understand a little bit about the gift of prophecy and how it begins to encourage and edify and strengthen you okay and what we did is we've, we we asked people to to pray and hear from the Lord, and the ushers are going to pass out the prophetic word for two thousand and twelve and and what I need you to do is you want to be able to find yourself in it, but I want you to I'm, <laughs> I know this is i 'm on I'm on tough ground because I'm passing this out, but yet I don't want you to go through and read through it right now. (laughs) I want to be able to release a different prophetic word from a guy by the name of Chuck Pierce. Chuck Pierce is a prophet that that operates down in Denton, um, Texas, but he operates throughout the world. There are things that that the Spirit of the Lord has shared with Chuck Pierce that he's begun to prophesy over and things begin to come into existence. The prophetic word is for edification and uplifting and encouraging. So, this prophetic word that you guys have is basically based on the words that, that the Lord had spoken, and then we brought them out and spoke them out. But I want you to be able to take this word and take it home and look at it, highlight it, circle some things that speak to you. Okay? So, there's some things that I want to just, I just want to tell you this is a gift. The tongues and interpretation is a gift of the Lord. Amen? The prophetic word, the prophecy, is a gift from the Lord. The miracles and healing, it's a gift from the Lord. The discerning of spirits, wisdom, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, those things are gifts from the Lord. So there's nine gifts that we've talked about, and we've kind of broke those three down, but I want to just kind of park on, on prophecy. Kevin, can you go ahead and just pull this up, the one just before that, I think, if, if that's the last one. Um, is there one what's, what, just before that? There we go. Tongues, interpretation, prophecy. 1 Corinthians 12.10 says to another, prophecy. Prophecy. Paul said we prophesy in part, we know in part. The prophetic word is going to be parched like a puzzle that you put together. Are you with me? Don't just take one prophetic word and try to make it happen. Hello? Because he says if we know in part, we prophesy in part. So there are parts that can come together. Okay, and I know some of you are, are beginning to look at that word and kind of kind of go through it, but if you've got your pen and pencil or highlighter or something like that, I want to release this word that I read by from Chuck Pierce, now, knowing the prophetic word, and some of you were here on i don't know if it was the first Sunday, second Sunday of the year, we released the prophetic words that released what it did is it it permeated the atmosphere it put it out there in the atmosphere. How many of you know when you put something out there in the atmosphere? And, and it's the word of the Lord, then the Lord will begin to start manifesting this thing. He will begin to, the Holy Spirit will take it and begin to start working in your lives to be able to bring some of these things to pass. Okay, now hold on to that just a minute because I'm going to refer to a few things as I read through Chuck Pierce and, and this word here today. But first of all, I've got to get a drink of water. Here's what I want you to hear. This was, this was released on January 19th. By Chuck Pierce. It says, below is an additional prophetic revelation that came forth on that Sunday morning, July the 19th. Our prophetic word actually came before his. And his is more corporately, did I say January 19th? Sorry, July 19th? January 19th. January 19th. Our prophetic word was actually put together before This was released, and this is more corporately than ours is individually for this body. But you can also find individual words in that corporate word. Does that make any sense? Okay. The rising of the ecclesia. Ecclesia literally means church. Ecclesia. The worshiping army in this season will be dramatic in many ways. There is an escalation of time. There is a speeding up of time. When I first read that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's for sure. There is an increase of momentum. Look around. There's an increase of momentum. That which I'm doing, I will increase in its haste. I am. Say, I am. I am. Remember the I am and the word of God? I am. God, I am. He says, I am hastening the process. I am turning up the temperature. I am with the holy fire. The fires of my presence will burn with greater heat. I will burn through obstacles. I will burn through strongholds in your life. No, no, I don't think you heard that. That prophetic word, if you'll grab it, he will burn through those strongholds in your life. Anybody want the Lord to do that? I want that, amen? Amen. I, I have strongholds in my life, and I, want those, I don't want those strongholds to have me. Hello? Those are fortified areas. The word stronghold is a fortified area, a fortified place. It's like a castle. You remember the, you know, remember the different movies, and they would, they would put a, a castle on top of the mountain because nobody could get to it and overtake it. That's a fortified area. We have those fortified strongholds within our mind. The enemy builds a castle, a fortified place within our mind and says, you can't overcome this. You're always going to have bondage to this. And I'm here to tell you, it is a lie from the enemy. And the spirit of the living God is speaking forth and saying he's going to burn up some of those strongholds that are in our lives. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I don't know, but I'm going to try to I'm going to try to stay in control. I will even burn through strongholds in the lives of you who do not know me. I will show them in their sin that I am preparing a throne for them. In the midst of where you're at, God's preparing a throne. Those that don't know him, and they come to know him, they can move from baby Jesus to the cross, or they can move into the throne room where Christ is seated with God at his right hand. He says, I will place things in their hearts. I will cause destinies to come alive in them. And they did not know that they had. You got a destiny inside of you. There are others that you may know or see. They have a destiny inside of them. And I I can hear the Lord saying, It's going to unlock. There's unlock. He's unlocking destiny. Say, Do this. Say, I'm unlocking my destiny. Come on. Unlock that sucker. You know, whatever. Unlock that thing. He says, I will purify the impure. I will break off those structures that have been put that they put been put in on them since birth. Structures that have been put on you since birth, God says I am breaking them off. I don't know but I need that. Amen. He says I will bring them to places, I will do this quickly. I will bring them to places where they will begin to see the spirit. They will write. I don't know who that is. But I highlighted that there is somebody here that has gift, many gift of writing. That he says, "You will write." They will perform with the same creativity. Excuse me, creativity that they had in the world system. However, now they will do their work for me with greater excellence. I want to stop there, and I want to go to the Living Word prophecy. See where it says um, "paragon." That word on your Living Word prophecy, right there. What's that mean? It means a model of what? Well, Chuck Pierce's word just said that that you're going to do your work with me with great what? Excellence. I was like, hmm. Back to Chuck Pierce's word. I will invade the mountains of society in this season with new intensity. There are seven mountains. We're going to be doing more and more teaching on this. There are seven mountains that we believe in order to change a culture For Christ, and that's right above this door, changing a culture for Christ. There's seven mountains that have to be changed. Seven mountains that godly people need to step into, that their destinies need to be unlocked so they can begin to rise into these mountains. And they say, out of these seven mountains, culture can be shaped and formed. We want culture shaped and formed for God, don't we? The mountains are this. It's government. The mountain is family. That's a a mountain. The mountain is religion or I want to say the church, but religion is a mountain. there is business. You may be in the business mountain. there is media that is a mountain. How many of you know we need to transform media. All I know is that there 's a church Sherwood Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia that 's beginning to have make some movies, and they are going after that media mountain, and they 're giving us other opportunities to be able to live a wholesome quality life and because of what they're doing, they're, they 're doing they 're in that mountain, and we need to continue to pray. For them. They're not only in the religion mountain, but they're also in the media. How many of you know arts and entertainments? That's a mountain mountain. Arts and entertainment is one mountain, not two. Arts and entertainment. Arts and entertainment. The arts belong to the Lord. Dance, creativity of drawing and painting, and you name it, creativity. That is of the Lord. Amen. The other one is education. Say education. So there's education. So these are different mountains that we're wanting to be able to see society being transformed. Okay? Let me go on with this word. You've cried out for the transference of my wealth. Did we hear anything about wealth this morning? My wealth is secure. If you will come up and worship, if you will come up and worship, you will see the enemy has hidden wealth that I am longing to unlock. I believe the wealth is there. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for what? The righteous and just. I believe that the wealth is there and we just can't see it. But if we will begin to move up, with the Lord, we'll be able to have a different view of how the enemy has those things. And his prophetic word says he's going to what? Unlock it. He's going to unlock that. Oh, this is good. I wish I could go on. You'll, ha- you'll, you'll see where the enemies have containers hidden in the bushes underground. Containers containers hidden in the bushes underground y'all be digging around in your yard i'm gonna go in my yard dig up some bushes here and see what there's some containers that that are there he says i will promote you and transfer you Hmm, let me go back come up come up to this place of hebron and from there i will promote you and transfer you hebron biblically is a city of refuge Hebron, you can listen to it, and Abraham talks about Hebron and its memory, I think it is, is the same city. Hebron was also the city in which David himself resided before Israel and Judah were combined. He resided in Hebron before he moved into Jerusalem when Judah and Israel were combined. So he, Hebron is a, a city of refuge. So what I'm, my, my understanding of this is that if I can come up to this place of refuge, peace, tranquility, are you with me? No matter what's going on around me, I'm going to begin to see some things. He says he will promote you and transfer you. Look, Listen to this. There are, we've been talking about supplies. Remember, the the, the law demands and grace supplies. There are supplies. Here's what he says. I thought this was so cool. There are new supply pools. Say new pools. Say new pools of supply. Four pools that I will take you through this year if you will come up. And I will transfer to you what needs to be transferred. I will transfer to you what needs to be transferred. I've come this day to deal with the mentality of one more night with the frogs. How many of you know it was hopeless in Egypt? There was hopelessness in Egypt. One more night with the frogs. That's in Exodus 8. He says, I will cast down the mentality of slavery that says you have to sit in your stupor of the last season one more night. I don't know where they're at, and I don't know what's going on, and I don't know what's going on in your life, but the Word of God is saying you don't have to sit in that Lodabar anymore. Come on. You can come on up out of the garbage, come up out of the mire, come up out of the muck. You can come out of those things that have held you back, that, have, that you have bondage, that you've been enslaved to. You're going to come on out, and I think we heard a word today about breakthrough, that that breakthrough is coming. Perazim, the Lord of the breakthrough. Say breakthrough. Come on, somebody shout, Breakthrough! Breakthrough. We're going to come on out. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to come on out. I'm going to come on out. Don't be upset with, you, with me when I come on out. Oh, don't be upset with me because I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm going to come out of that bondage. The Bible says in Romans 13, 8, Oh, no man, nothing but to love him. We're learning so much more about love and how we can actually do this thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this. We might get done by 6 tonight. He says, if you let go of the one more night with the frogs, you will see Egypt give up its wealth for your journey home. In the release, you will see the Red Sea part for you. (laughs) Come on, say Red Sea part. Come on, say it again. Red Sea part. Come on, that thing that has held you back. He says, you're going to see, this is God. He's saying, you see me deal with the chariots of Pharaoh that have hounded you for the last three years. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? I'm telling you what. You let the dogs out, God's going to deal with the dogs. Come on, somebody. They may have hounded you. They may have been after you. There's things that are trying to run you down. But God says through this prophetic word, you're going to see me begin to deal with those things that Pharaoh, and I think he's just going to drown the Pharaoh Egyptian army behind you in the wake, and you're going to be propelled into your destiny, into your plan, and into your future. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Okay, just let me me give you just a little bit more. I just want to touch base. There's a couple other things. He says, today, say today. today. Today is the day that I'm saying you have descended to ascend. In your hard, low place, take the keys from the enemy that you have walked with, entertained, and contended with me, and come up to me. Come up. Come up to the high place with me, and you will see where I have seated you this hour. I'm thinking, Chuck Pierce, have you been watching us online? Because we've been talking about the throne room of God and being seated in the throne room of God with Jesus and changing our perspective on things and not seeing it just from the cross, but coming up to the place where we're seated with him in heavenly places. And I'm thinking, Chuck, he's been watching us online secretly. (laughs) Shelly said, no, what? Who never know, he might be watching. He's been listening to the same Spirit of God that we've been listening to. Come on, somebody. So check this out. Today is the day that the times have changed. Today is the day that the tide has turned. Today is the day, yes, I am transferring my wealth with the mighty riches and wealth that I'm placing in your left hand is for the souls. Money coming into your left hand is for the souls that he's going to bring in your right hand. Oh, come on, somebody. He's releasing it here so you can take it here, not so you can keep it. Remember, we prophesied with a clenched fist, you're not going to be able to receive those things that God wants to bring through. So this, this right here is, the, is, is for the wealth for what? Souls that you're going to have in the right hand. Souls that you're going to have in the right hand. Come on, is somebody getting this thing? So look back to your prophetic word about one, two, three, about the third paragraph time, third paragraph down. It says uh, your differences are your completeness. Let self go. You can complete the purposes I have for living word fellowship right there. It is time to step up, come up to the higher call that I have for you. Do you see that? Do you see that? Chuck Pierce is talking about coming up. and, and, And our prophetic word comes forth. It's time for you to step up or what? Come on up. It says, I am looking for the 12s. I am looking for you to come together and fulfill the call. Again, I say, your differences are your completeness. That's the prophetic word for living word fellowship. Next paragraph for Chuck Pierce. Today, ascend, rise, come up and be seated with me. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> it's awesome that you may receive the authority to descend again and stand in the high place and release the captive wealth that has been ruled. If you come up, you will see the next seven years will be seven years of increase. I got three people that are going to receive this. If you come up. Now, he didn't say if you stay down there in Lodabar. If you stay down in the mire and the muck. But he says if you'll come up, then the next seven years will be seven years of increase. Say increase. Then he goes on to prophesy, and he says, the next seven years will carry over to ten years. Ten years. At the end of ten, all those who have come up in Hebron will see the church become one. The priestly and kingly anointings together will become one, and they will sustain my kingdom when the world structures fall. How many of you want to be in position when world structures fall that they have to come to you for wisdom? Because you have the supernatural wisdom of God. Word of knowledge. You have supernatural word of knowledge from the Lord. Hello? How to get through tight places, difficult places. And I, and I know that's, that's in our word. So I want, to, I want to release this today. This is just part of it. I'm just going to kind of give you a nugget. And we'll, n- another Sunday we'll give you another nugget, all right? but I want you to go through and read through this prophetic word that you have from Living Word Fellowship. And I'm asking you to do something, please. Part of coming up would be making some sacrifices, to go through there and read it and highlight some things that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you. Oh, that's me. Oh, it's time for me to come up. It's time for me to step up and come to that higher place. Or maybe it's time for me to be that king and that priest in my sphere of influence. See, if you'll go through and just highlight those things or underline those things or begin to... And the Spirit will, will highlight that because I believe that this word is for all of us. This word isn't just for direction for, for us as a leadership team or, or, or whatever. It's us as a family. It's direction to say, these are some things we can begin to step in. Did you know that this is a gift that God's giving us, this prophetic word? I don't want to not utilize the giftings, all right? Did you know that the Bible says in Psalms one twenty seven three that children are a gift to the Lord, <laughs> a gift to the Lord? And Jeremy and Sarah, I like, got five of them. You got a lot of gifts from the Lord, Amen. But it's you know we got to look and say our children are a gift to the Lord. Our children are a gift. They're not just these old boneheaded kids running around here and. Let's release them into their plan and their purpose and their destiny. The Bible says they are a gift from the Lord. Let me give you a couple other scriptures. Romans six twenty three says the gift, say gift, gift of God is eternal life. It's a gift. It's a gift. Romans six twenty three, Ephesians two eight says for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, but it's a gift from God. It's a gift of God. Salvation is a gift. We can talk about the spiritual giftings and those nine that we talked about. We can talk about the other giftings that children are a gift to the Lord. How many of you know salvation is a gift to the Lord? Let's praise the Lord for His giftings in our lives today. Hallelujah. Thank you that, for, for salvation. Romans 5.17. I want to see if I can have Kev pull that up. Kev, will you pull up Romans 5.17 please? We're talking about the giftings of God and how we view things that are gifting of God. Did you know that you are a gift of God? You are a gift of God. It says, for of transgression one, meaning Adam, death reigned through the one which is much more those who receive what? The abundance of grace. We receive the abundance of grace. How many of you know that's more than just a drop? Say abundance. Abundance of grace and the... There it is. Gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. This gift of righteousness came through Jesus Christ. The grace of God, the goodness of God, the favor, the unmerited favor of God came through Jesus Christ. It's when he gave his son to us. Under the law, you have to earn righteousness. But in the new covenant, in the new testament, he gave this gift to you and I and his name is Jesus. He gave his most precious thing as a gift. A supernatural, spiritual gift. So that we could reconcile our position with God. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying I don't know if I can Barely get by tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to make it through. He gave us an abundance of what? Grace. And a gift of righteousness. Not just so you could just barely get by. Oh, come on. It says right there, it's the righteousness that will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Adam lost the authority in the garden, and Jesus... Got it back. And he said, now I have my son that I'm going to give to you. And it's the abundance of his grace. And it's the gift of righteousness. Grace and righteousness. Say that. Grace and righteousness. He's released you to receive that gift of righteousness. Will you stand today? As you stand up today. Sometimes we've tried to, in my life, I've tried to earn the righteousness of God. It was based on my performance. But the gift of righteousness is based on Jesus' performance for us, if I could say it that way. Him giving His life for us. If you're here today and you don't know that, or you want to say, you know what, I want to I receive that gift today, we're here to help you receive that gift. If you're here today and you need prayer today, I'm going to ask some from some prayer teams just to come on up and minister. If you need prayer today, maybe you say, you know what? Gosh, Pastor, I've, I didn't re- realize it was a gift. I want to receive that gift. I want to receive that gift. You can just come and receive that gift. Maybe there's a spiritual gift that you might say, look, I... I need wisdom, and I believe that we, we pray and we receive, and I believe that you'll re- want that gift, you'll receive that gift. So come today, come today. Anybody else, come today. And we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you this morning.